0: Hello again, and welcome to We March On with Stephen Tom, the unofficial Southampton FC podcast in partnership with the Believe Podcast Network. I have to start things off by saying we apologise wholeheartedly. It has been a strong minute since we've gone on the pod. It's been, I think, about three. Two, three weeks since we've recorded. Got to be honest, it's not been the best time for Saints in the last couple of weeks, bar a Chelsea result. So I don't want you to think that, you know, we were just avoiding doing any content because the results had been poor. And our now ex-manager Nathan Jones was spurting some uh, rather tumultuous stuff to the press. Um it's not that. It's the fact that Tom and I are both very successful individuals and we had very packed calendars during that week uh, or two and therefore could not commit. It's not that you're not important to us. You are. It's just our lives are probably more important. Tom, welcome to the pod again. How are you?
1: <laughs> what a roundabout way of apologising, but also at the same time saying I don't apologize. That was fantastic, Steve. Um yes, I don't apologize for being busy. I feel like that we march on, listeners will appreciate and want us to do well in life. And also, you quite rightly said it's been terrible as a Saints fan, um, mm. so not a great deal to talk about. But I often think about how I could be living in Wales, being a PE teacher. Um, but uh, I've, I'm pushing myself. I'm pushing myself yeah. to go on. In the words of Nathan Jones, "Great to be back, mate!" And I'm buzzing. For the new era. Look, we shed the skin. Nathan Jones is gone. The bad results are in the bin. It's now upwards and onwards. Maybe even Europe. There you go. You've heard it here first.
0: I mean, there is not a big gap between bottom and, say, mid-table. So something is still attainable this season. I don't want to go overboard. I'd be quite happy at this point in time with just retaining Premier League status for another year. I think that really just has to be the goal. We'll get on to the Saints chat in just a minute, Tom. But you know what? We haven't caught up in a little while. It's been, mm. as I said, a few weeks since this pod's been out. How's things? What's new? Sounds like not only you've been busy, but you've also been spending a lot of cash.
1: Yeah, this is this is the way. Um, which, of course, the new Mandalorian is coming out soon. It is the way. Um, it, first of March. Um, I have been busy, yes. Uh, my dog has managed to rip her back poor um the best way I can describe it is the pad just one of the little pads mm. on the back um and that is a very expensive injury um not only was it 130 pounds to clean it and put a bandage around it and a couple of antibiotics um it's the rebandaging and the fact it will take weeks and weeks for it to heal how did she injure it good question um i'll answer that just walking with other dogs <laughs> I thought that was the minimum you would require from a dog, was being able to walk uh, without getting injured. So yeah, been doing that. And as you pointed out, a lot of work. But, um, and, it, and, it, and, it, and my laptop's broken as well. So that's nah. more money coming out of the drain. I feel like this podcast, for regular listeners, is essentially you talking about DIY in your house and how expensive that is. And me just moaning about stand-up comedy and my dog. So there you go. That's uh, nothing's changed, mate, in the time that we've not been together.
0: And if anyone can hear a slight difference in the audio quality of this week's episode, it's because Tom has suddenly taken his old headset from his call center days <laughs> and decided to use that instead <laughs> of of is his really actual bad? pod mic.
1: Is it? Is it different?
0: It's slightly peaky. I mean, I can tell. Maybe we'll clean it up in the editing process. Um, but. Yeah, just, <laughs> I feel like I need to take a picture of this, Tom.
1: Oh, do you know what? I'm looking on my screen as well, and, that, and I'm not even shouting. And that is, that's full-on peak central. I mean, I thought nothing could get more peak than having Nathan Jones as a manager, but this is taking it to a new level.
0: Don't so worry, we'll sort it out. We'll sort it out in the editing process. It'll be fine. I'm, sure I'm going to be we can very
1: nervous that. now throughout the whole podcast when I was yeah. full of joy for Ruben Seles. But Steve, what have you been up to?
0: Uh, I spent uh, a week working with the BBC. Um, As people may know, I'm freelance, so that means although I work for Saints and I work for uh, News UK, TalkSport, etc., I can work with whoever I want to work with, Tom. Um, And uh, as you can. It's the joys, the freedom. Uh, So I spent a a week going to various schools in the Hampshire and Dorset area um, kind of talking about what it's like to work in the creative industry. It's part of the BBC's Share Your Story tour um, that they've been doing for, I think, a whole year. And I, I hosted, a i i stood in to host a, a, a day, as you would call it, for them back in December. And then they got back in touch and said, would you like to be a panelist this time? And then I said, how much? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, and uh, I cancelled my other work. Um, so, no, I went and did that for a few days. It was great um, getting to kind of impart some wisdom I like to I like to put out there. Because I don't know if you're like me, Tom. I don't think we've re- really ever spoke about our days in school. Um, in I thought the, we were the, going to talk about years. money
1: there for a second. No. Let's <laughs> finally talk about money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, because I was a particularly average student and I didn't really get great grades. And I think what was nice about this is it was kind of talking to, to kids and saying you know what, it doesn't necessarily matter if all this pressure on you at GCSE, you can still
1: achieve moderate success in your 30s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Steve, this has just reminded me of exactly the same thing. Being asked to go and give a talk because you've done some stuff. Like you mentioned the BBC. Yeah, yeah I've been on the BBC. I've done Radio 1. I remember going back to Barton Peveril College and it was packed. And uh, unlike my comedy career. But so it's packed for these young, excited students going on and in the, in about their world and their life ahead of them. And I basically just went up and said, you know what? this doesn't matter what you're doing right now. It doesn't matter. Like just, you could fail the exact, it doesn't matter. It's just about you, the individual, how, how driven you are to go out and see the world. And the teachers just looking at me like, what a prick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that. I kind of did want to say stuff along those lines, but
0: obviously you have to be quite, um, you know, uh, diplomatic about how, how you're coming across. And, uh, yeah, you didn't really want to say. You don't want to end up like teachers, do you? Oh yeah, literally really teaching you little shits. These later guys
1: on. around you had a dream, and they gave up. So you mustn't <laughs> give up. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 I know exactly what you mean. It is it is the, the people that just work the hardest and and just don't have a have a sort of nose, not a, a word in their voc- vocabulary. Just keep going are the ones that are most driven, and you can apply that to looking at you know, Southampton football team right now, the manager that we've got or the manager that thought he was the biz. And there was, you know, little things like that you can apply, but, but it did, it did it go right, Steve?
0: Yeah, it did. I I had a really, really good few days uh, with them. Um, I think it's a a really good uh, cause that they're doing. And uh, uh, and I wish I had more like that when I was in school. Um, I feel like that was like a kind of a, an odd segue into talking about the football, Um, but but no, but you know what? But but very fitting.
1: Very fitting indeed. Who had all of the paperwork qualifications for Rasmus Ankerson on his file? Nathan Jones had all of the qualifications. They were all there, but the actual application did not work out. Who's the guy that's been behind the scenes working on personality, getting the drive, getting the passion of the players is now our interim manager. So actually, in many respects, Steve, you've absolutely nailed the beginning of this podcast.
0: Yeah, and if you guys want to give this podcast an A-star grade, then make sure to hit those <laughs> five stars uh where from wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure to follow us on at We March on Pod across all the social media channels. Tom, I think it's about that time that we get into it. Right, Tom, so uh a lot's happened since we have last been on this podcast. We won't dwell on the negatives because you know we ain't about that life, are we? Um, so we.
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Stop. You, you, Stop. You, you... no, no. I was, you... no you, <laughs> I was on a roll there. I was on a roll. You were on a fantastic roll. You started the pod by saying, "Um, it's been a strong minute," and then you've just used another phrase. We ain't about that. That's not how we roll. <laughs> so I am <laughs> thoroughly enjoying this little absence away. Um, you've come back stronger, and I love this.
0: So we have departed company. I was about to say departed company. We have parted company with uh, Nathan Jones as manager. I think we can all agree it just wasn't working out. The gamble didn't pay off. Um, I think that from what we'd spoken about previously, it, it did seem that Nathan almost backed himself into a corner and some of the stuff he was saying to the press and after games, it, it wasn't going on in his favor. The, the atmosphere at St. Mary's was pretty toxic. And I think it was just the best result for everyone. Just to cut ties. Unfortunately, it only lasted 95 days. It's not what people wanted when Ralph went, um, was, to, was to have this almost felt like a wasted period of time. Mm. But, you know, it's happened. It's done. We have to move on. And um, Ruben Sellers. Yeah. Doesn't he look the part?
1: Oh, doesn't man. he just look the part? That's one of the th- key things when doing a speech to young students is say, if you want a job, you've got to dress for that job that you want he came out guns blazing it looked like a Zara number I have to say and there's nothing wrong with that he walked out at Stamford bridge coffee in his hand he's been he's been dream he's been visualizing this moment and I tell you what he took it with both hands and can I just go back one one step to Nathan Jones, the, the, the fact uh, that he didn't quite make the century of days would have annoyed me. Uh, I love a bit of cricket. 95 days, didn't quite make 100, and he did give it his best go, and I wish him all the best of luck in the 12th tier for Cranbourne, uh, down towards Dorset Way, uh, making his debut there for them. It's just, incre- it's just genuinely incro- incredible that Nathan Jones period, but I feel like we had such a long relationship with Ralph he Nathan was our sort of get over Ralph period, and now yeah, we can.
0: It's funny you mention that because I think we've seen that at other clubs, and I I'm not trying to you know make excuses for for what's happened. But do you remember when Fergie left? You know David Moyes and David Moyes, he just was never given a chance, and I think Moyes would have done all right if he'd been given a bit more time. I'm not saying that that's the same of, of what would happen mm. with Nathan, but it's almost like if you succeed someone who has been in the job for so long. Now I'm not uh, likening ralph's tenure of his four or five years at St. Mary's to the (laughs) dynasty that was manchester united under sir alex ferguson but i'm just drawing an analogy between the fact or a comparison sorry between um the fact that when you're in a job for a certain period of time and you have a style and people are used to you and the fans are used to a certain thing and then you take over it it is like a a bump in the road and it might be hard to get over and maybe that next person in line was always going to be the fall guy yeah. A bit like Moys was to, to Jones. So,
1: um, it's like a yeah, it, relationship. You sort of been in with someone and then you go, Oh, I've met this new person. And everyone's like, I don't know mate. Take your time. Don't, don't rush into things. No, I feel like this is the one, you know, I've looked at the CV. This is great. Ankerson said, this is the date for me. And, and it, it just doesn't work out. And I feel, feel bad for, for Nathan no. in some respects because, because 95
0: like, days, you find out she's like being cutting up your clothes
1: and, uh, <laughs> because you said one thing and they've held on to it and I'm not saying that that's Nathan Jones but it does seem like that is the sort of Nathan Jones thing but it is very difficult and Ruben Sellers has been there in the background waiting for that it would have been it would have been too soon for him because he's an ambitious person I'm I'm sure you're going to mention that um, he wants this job he's Ooh. hungry for this job and he's been there but if he would have just stepped in it would have everyone would have looked at that as a oh well that's Ralph's guy so why have you know you, you, it's just the same again but now is a real opportunity for what seems to be a top bloke who seems to have all the players wanting to play for him and if you need anything right now in a relegation battle you need the team to be a team and Ruben seems to be the guy
0: yeah, very much so. I mean, we, we come off the back of, of quite a few defeats going into that match against Chelsea. I mean, we, we already touched on the uh, on the Newcastle game and the Carabao Cup. In fact, uh, I think that was our, our last episode. And then we moved on uh, to Brentford and, the, and then we had a defeat against against Wolves at, at home, which was, you know, a particularly low point. And that ultimately saw the end of Nathan's time at Southampton. And then we, we go into this match at Chelsea. And I think the... You know, there was a bit of a feeling of positivity because although it was away at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea a pony this year, like Mm. Chelsea can't score. I think they've only got four goals in the whole of 2023 so far. Real Madrid scored five against Liverpool the other night. Um, And it's, it was a, a time where I think that, you know, if Southampton could put in a good performance, no one was really expecting a result. A draw would have been brilliant. And I think that what was great to see was just that intensity come back. Like Saints were pressing high again. They were first to balls again. They were seeing periods of possession as well, which is something we haven't seen in ages. Them actually hold on to the ball for a period of time. Now, I'm not saying it was perfect. We did have to rely on another stunning James Ward-Prowse free kick again. It feels like that man is just, you know, getting us out of trouble Week in, week out. If it's not a penalty, it's a free kick. And I still would like to see more creativity in the final third, more genuine, clear cut chances created. And I think that will come. I think that there's now more of a, a confidence in that forward line. It's unfortunate that Shea is, is being dropped now, but and Paul Anouachou is obviously getting his chance up front. I'm not seeing too many balls whipped in which is maybe something I'd like to see more like at at his kind of height. So about 12 feet in the air for him to, (laughs) to get to Um, Dean Suleymane was a little bit quieter than his debut in the previous game, but looks an absolutely electric signing really, really looking forward to seeing more of him. And I think just, you know, that new manager bounce that everyone talks about genuinely happens. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's very apparent. And I think that what's, You said was quite good is that Ruben's been in the background for quite a long time. Ruben has got to know these players. You know, he's it's almost like, you know, when, okay, let's go back to the kind of school analogy. You know, you have like the teacher, but then you have the assistant teacher and they're like your bit like your pal. And you'd always kind of confide in them. And if they ever had to take the class on like a particular day, they kind of got a little bit more respect because they were a bit matey with you. It's like that, I think. And the players are clearly buy into his philosophy. They like him as a person. They will work for him. And he is also, as you say, ambitious and wants the job full time. And what a brilliant start as well. I mean, there couldn't have been a better um, interview process, should we say, than getting a win away at one of the big guns.
1: Yeah. D- definitely uh, that all the players admire him that's what uh, gav bazuna said recently in an interview he's brought that passion and belief to the team and one thing that you you didn't mention just going back to a four four two formation very simple let's keep it simple guys let's just keep four defenders at the back hey let's play a left back at left back let's play a right back at right back um and unbelievably yanni b uh didn't look abysmal like he did in the the previous match against Wolves. So so everything clicked. Stewie Armstrong came back. Uh, he is our um, fourth top goal this year. So back in the team, and um, it it just seemed to work that 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 belief, as I mentioned, is there. And you're right. The the question is: Is Ruben? People are already talking about this. Is he the manager for the future? Well, look, he's the interim manager, not caretaker, interim manager. I think he is going to be there till the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've not even mentioned the fact that Jesse Marsh was uh, maybe five, six, seven hours away from signing uh, and becoming the new manager. Was staying down at the hotel, the Harbour Hotel, I think, and uh, changed everything around. Now, here's the scandal, Steve. What happened in the Harbour Hotel, right? What happened? They've got a lot to answer for. What happened down there? How bad was breakfast that from the evening before he checked in and agreed contracts to the morning? I don't know if the bacon was off. I don't know if the hash browns went up to scratch. He didn't come and sign. But actually, that could be an absolute blessing because Ruben has just got a team of players that want to play for, as you say, the assistant um, manager. And is it a perfect team at the moment? No, have we created many opportunities from open play? No. Have we scored many from there? No. But the way that Perot the goal line clearance is mm. just a team that we haven't seen week in, week out for the last month or so that seem like they want to play uh, for the badge. So I'm really positive about how we can maybe get that Premier League survival now.
0: Yeah, do you know what? You, you kind of mentioned the Marsh thing. I think so much has happened in the space of two or three weeks. <laughs> you just forget about some of these things. Like um, Jesse Marsh was obviously, as you say, very, very close to becoming our manager. I was getting emails saying that, you know, basically it's happening. Expect them to announce it tomorrow. And then all of a sudden it didn't happen. Now, obviously, we're led to believe that it's down to the fact that he didn't want to sign a short term contract until the end of the season. He wanted a, a, a longer deal. That could have been one of the factors. And I think that it was one of those rumours or reports that at the time when it first came out, fans were like, "What? why Why are we going for a guy who's just sacked by Leeds? Leeds are down there with us. And then the, the kind of as the days went on, you were like, well, actually, Jesse Marshall's all right. Like I think he was harshly sacked by Leeds. I think you know, give him a bit of time. He kept him up last season. He's a very positive guy. Like, yeah, I would take Marsh. And you know what? I was on that bandwagon as well. Yeah. I was getting ready to order my Stars and Stripes polo shirt from Amazon <laughs> to wear on Saints
1: Live for the day, for the for the Chelsea game if he'd been appointed. Um, well, the hot dogs would improve at St Mary's, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's uh, what I'd hope for.
0: But you know. Maybe sometimes these things are blessings and it is a silver lining because I don't think Jesse Marsh would have been a bad appointment in in any way, shape or form. Um, I do think he was he was harshly sacked by Leeds. I don't think Leeds are are, are really an appalling team. I think they just have had a a bad run similar to to us Um, and he has got good characteristics and he kind of fits. That Southampton style as well, in terms of personality, where he's come from, part of the Red Bull system, likes uh, playing youth players, promoting from within the ranks, um, seen that with quite a few Leeds players as well. But it wasn't to be; that couldn't be agreed. We moved on um, and gave Ruben an opportunity, and it has been just the one game. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, well, but...
1: oh, 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 oh. what Sheffield Wednesday in the Cup? I was there. You were there. Ruben was in charge then. In the Cup, it was a draw we did go through on penalties so you know and we were 1-0 down and he did come back so it's actually two games he's not okay. lost two i'm i'm putting it out there that's two games and i feel like it, that's a very nathan jones
0: type of mentality of how wow. of what your win percentage is so wow. far do you remember that one time that we drew against Sheffield Wednesday in the cup i actually have an 85 percent win rate as manager one of the best in europe <laughs>
1: Listen. All I'm saying is he's led that team before, and I think if you remember when Kelvin Davis looked after the team for a little period away at Tottenham, that was a that was a mighty loss. So listen, you know records. You know the data does prove that. And and when you mentioned about Jesse Marsh being that manager, apparently there's a huge dossier file somewhere with uh, Sports Republic. Uh, people have got on Jesse Marsh. So the fact he hasn't taken that job. All of that paper will be burned at some point, somewhere. Or maybe it will filed online. I don't know. But you're right. It, it, this, this will technically be his second game in the Premier League against Leeds. And if anyone's there for the taking, although they do have a new manager, new manager bounce for Javi Garcia, the man. Garcia.
0: Javi Garcia.
1: No, um, I'm not saying that. I refuse to say it well, like it's, that. It's
0: not Garcia. This is literally not spelt that
1: way. Is it not? Is that That's why it wasn't coming up on Google.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like Garcia, but oh. spelt with with some of the letters changed around. So Javi Gracia.
1: Mate, edit that out, will you? No, yeah. um, I, 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 I did do a bit of re- research on Gracia and he looked el sad when I uh, said Garcia. Um, He was the manager at Watford. His first game in charge was a 1-0 loss to Saints and the FA Cup 2018 fourth round. Yes, please. Thank you. Leeds are there for the taking. That's what I'm just saying it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if we, I mean, while you were doing that, I was trying to then Google the league table. And for some reason, it came up with one from four years ago. And I was like, oh, Watford definitely ain't in the Premier League anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if we look at the league table, Leeds are just one point ahead of us. Um, yep. They have had uh, a similarly bad season. No one seems to be giving them the same flack as Saints have been getting. I feel like Southampton have been getting absolutely uh, dragged through the mud this what? year in terms of how bad they've been. But there's also, I mean, West Ham only two points ahead. Mate. And they're, they're supposed to be
1: a, a big club. Big club, yeah. We were in Europe with a running track around the side. And the, the thing with uh, West Ham and the other the other guys, West Ham lost at the weekend, Everton didn't, Bournemouth got a win. It was squeaky bums. If, if Southampton hadn't have got that win against Chelsea, we would have been very much adrift from everyone else. But the fact it's still... In the balance, and you're right. Leeds have hit a bad form, uh, bad run. Can't get a win. Um, th- th- the injuries have come in. I mean, will the new manager bounce happen? I, I-, I really don't know. Well, I what really I was going to say
0: about Gracia is he might not actually be in the dugout because his his um, he's not taken training yet, and we're only a few days out from the match. Um, and his appointment was subject to a work permit. So if that's not granted in in time, yeah. he won't even have had a chance to. To, to spend any time with the players if he does go, he, I can't imagine he go straight into the dugout without even having given a team talk um, <laughs> just so, walks in yeah.
1: oh, I made it um, there was a nightmare with a form someone had put Garcia are you kidding me <laughs> are you kidding me Javi yeah they put Garcia not it's oh what a <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so they still might be with um, uh, Michael Skabala uh, the assistant in, in, in the dugout um, not scabula as you would like to
1: call him <laughs> but you know what he he is i don't mind that at all because the fact they didn't have one shot on target in their last match i was like the way that their <laughs> interim manager mentioned the fact we didn't have any shots but we're playing really well i'm like this sounds like nathan jones territory yeah, here. I was gonna say. <laughs> we have got such a but do, do you not think that when you look at the two sides at the moment after that win against chelsea Southampton have got the 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 they got the they're not the underdogs going into this match. No, it,
0: it, Leeds have got a much more inferior uh record. They've they've lost 3 and drawn 2 in their last 5 and Saints have lost 3 and won 2. So um Southampton are very much, you know, starting to at least improve in, in areas and and as we've said that the points different difference is is so small. I mean, uh, a win against Leeds at Ellen Road, now obviously it's a, it's a big if that happens rather than it will happen, but uh, a win would put them above Bournemouth should Bournemouth not win at the weekend because of a, a an improved goal difference. So then you're out of the relegation zone up into 17th, level on points with Everton on 16th and they're only above you on a, on a better goal difference, really, unless we somehow pump 10 past Leeds, which isn't, isn't going to happen. So... It it shows you, like, how quickly the tides can turn. Um, Belief. Belief. That's what it is. belief. And just two wins could put Southampton back up into, like, 14th, 13th place. So um, it all is not lost uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm expecting a, a similar kind of performance against Leeds as to what we saw against Chelsea. Quite dogged, quite aggressive. Um, hopefully Sekumara um, doesn't try any bicycle kicks and takes a head off um, mm. someone in in the Leeds defense this time um, but I, I think you know if they stick to those principles and maybe just can create a couple of more clear-cut mm. opportunities it, it, I think a, a win is on the cards
1: yeah definitely and and do you know what You you talk about a new manager bounce all of the squad um, Southampton have got a f- huge squad when you think about it. And you, we could never, you and I could never pick out who the best 11 was. I don't think any Saints fan could, could look at that and go, oh, they have to play. D- everyone's got that sort of spring in their step again. Pick me, Ruben, I'm ready. I'm ready to go out there and, and fight. Mm. Um, the two Croatian lads, Kleta Saar and Orsic, are kind of forgotten about. I don't know what happened between them and Nathan Jones, but they were left out of the Chelsea team, uh, of the squad, but they're in contention. Everyone's got a, a fresh start. That's what it is with Ruben. And the fact that we got off to an amazing start by getting three points away at Stamford Bridge, it, it is just really um, you know, a, a time for optimism. And hopefully some players will kick on and, and be able to deliver because I think the, there's enough quality in that team. Um, in that squad uh, for the rest of the season and as you say Steve like it's so close in the Premier League we just have to get that bit of run going and and then hey we'll forget about this relegation and this whole period this this year will be put to bed we'll we'll never talk about it again and and look forward to next season yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Steve, I am very excited about this. It's the return of Saints Quiz of the Week. That's not even the song, man. No, it's, it's not. Trivia. You've changed it. <sighs> you well... have changed the, uh, the lyrics to yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. I did. I just, well, I went away and I was working with uh, Polydor Records. Right. And uh, doing a lot of extensive work. We're trying to beat Sony this year on the number one jingle for Christmas. Um, and they said and that
0: think trivia was a, a too complex a word.
1: Uh, a lot of people are getting triggered uh, on the word trivia. Um, yeah. It, too it's, close to trivial, isn't it? Too yeah, close. Yeah, exactly. And, and um, in this woke time of 2023, we're just trying not to trigger people. So here we go <clears throat> Saints, challenging question of the week. <laughs> yes yeah.
0: very very uh non-gender conformative <laughs> thank you
1: good yeah. um steve we're talking about goals uh, for southampton this season can you name the top three goal scorers for southampton in all competitions this year in 2023 or the campaign
0: 2022
1: 2023? oh here we go i knew this would happen I just speci- need to be- no, i just, just need clarity specific- okay. i need clarity Right. I mean, if I gave clarity for you, it would be a paragraph question.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, if it was just 2023, we think we've only got about one goal scorer. <laughs> so it's, it's clearly going to be
1: the campaign. There's actually not three. Uh, no, here we go, Steve. The 2022 2023 season, all competitions, the top three goal scorers in order, please. Who is in at number one?
0: Number one, it has to be Prowsey. I think he's the club's leading scorer. I think he's got six or seven goals this year. So I'm pretty sure it's Prowsey.
1: Okay, well, you've got that wrong immediately. Uh... So So it was challenging. I did say it was challenging. And and yes, sometimes people say this is trivial. Oh, okay,
0: okay. i keep forgetting some of the cup goals that Shea scored. Okay, it's Shea.
1: Correct, it's that Shea. mighty Nathan Jones official first game in charge against Lincoln, yeah. two goals for Two against them. Cambridge,
0: two against uh, Lincoln He loves we the twos, the he league. could have had a
1: hat-trick but now I like twos, I don't yeah. score hat-tricks, I like twos So it's Shea, and Correct. I th- do I have to guess how many goals? Oh if you want, I mean why not, push you, push the boat out, it's has not double got, figures, let me tell you that much Has
0: he, has he got nine in all competitions? <gasps> Correct Yeah, so Shea on nine, then Prowsey Correct. Yep. And Prowse, I think, has got seven. Interesting. S- or six. Oh, he's got
1: eight. He has, he's got eight goals this season. Oh, wow.
0: Well, okay. Very well done. Just one behind David Beckham as well in the free kick scoring charts too. I mean, he's definitely going to gonna break that
1: record. Who is number three in the goal scoring charts? I've already told you that Stewie Armstrong is number four. Stewie Armstrong's four. Is it Moy? no number three come on mate he's been on fire some people were talking about him playing up front oh pero correct Steve, yeah
0: sorry 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 yeah
1: you've absolutely smashed that um there you go jay adams it's it's not like you don't look at those players and go oh my word we're, we are on firing on all cylinders but the fact that i mean jwp is is pretty much the lifeblood of southampton in terms of goals and jay adams isn't quite in the team yet but when he comes back tall Paul will have to step aside and chair Adams will come in I think Che might be looking get at that start against Grimsby yeah
0: if you're looking at that as like a, a goal-scoring midfielder and a defender excellent that reads mm. very very well but it doesn't read well when we are how many months into the season <laughs> seven or eight months into the season yeah and um
1: the amount and, of the strikers we've and got the
0: striker has nine goals in all competitions so that doesn't necessarily bode well um and I suppose just not the fact even the goals are evenly distributed around all the attackers the, the the fact that there's no other striker on that list in the top five or four that you mentioned is Shea that's one striker then it's a midfielder a defender and another midfielder
1: mm. it, it, uh, it, 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 it looks good but when you really again looking at data <laughs> oh that <laughs> looks good no it's not that great at all really but hey I think it's going to pick up now when we continue to play a formation that the players like to play in
0: I don't like to say that we are we're an ill-prepared duo, but today was very much off off the cuff. I think that we are this is this is raw and unscripted we march on. This is the episode that the fans wanted. They don't want to know that we've been working on a document or a spreadsheet and doing lots of revision prior to an episode. They just want to know that we can talk about this off the top of our head and do it succinctly and efficiently. Mm. And I feel that we have probably achieved 50% of that in this episode so far. <laughs> um, so, the best free kick takers of all time, Prowsey is on 17 Premier League free kicks scored, one behind David Beckham, who is lauded around the world as the greatest. Bend it like Beckham he even had a, a, a film made about his free kicking ability um, or named after his free kicking ability. Um, but we've had some greats, haven't we? Yeah. Like, is other on the el- who else is on that list? You've got, in the Premier League anyway, you've got Cristiano Ronaldo's got 12, Thierry Henry's got 12. Not necessarily always known for how good their free kicks were, but they've still scored a fair few. Roberto Carlos with his banana free kicks from back in the day. An excellent free kick taker. Leo Messi is still banging him in. He's an excellent yeah. free kick taker. Is James Ward Prowse Tom? Or could he be? The greatest ever.
1: Hmm. Yes, the potential is definitely there to be the greatest free kick taker ever. I guess it depends who you ask. I'll give you an example. I was in London with my mate. uh, He's a comedian, Italian, loves his Serie A, loves his World Cup football, just loves it. I said to him in London Waterloo, that's James Ward-Prowse. And he said, who? Now... This is only maybe six months ago, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" He's one of the best free kick takers in the world. He should be going sometimes to to an England camp for the Euros and the World Cup. And he's like, "Oh right, I didn't know." Fast forward to a week ago, he went, "Bloody hell, I've just seen James Ward-Prowse's free kicks. He's incredible." And I was like, "Yes, I think he's that player that is growing on people." Um, and when you can get so close to the David Beckham who we always think we think I always immediately think back to the England versus Greece Mm, in getting us uh to the World Cup so for me I I think yes the potential if he beats that record brilliant however there are those sort of wonder goal free kicks that you see like Roberto Carlos who actually didn't score a huge amount of free kicks but just is remembered for that one insane free kick I think Leo Messi just in terms of the amount of goals he scored will be the 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 best free kick taker but Prousey is not far behind. So I would probably say Leo Messi, yeah.
0: Cuz he Leo Messi did score a free kick the other day, didn't he? Um mm. when PSG came back to beat Lille, I believe. Um 4-3 yeah. four, four, scored in the 95th minute.
1: But how but, important are the free kicks? Prousey, I mean that goal against Tottenham. Let's not forget we were in the dugout together and we watching that fly in and you're like that is so important as a free mm. kick. And what you're proving, those three points against Chelsea, maybe at the end of the season we've we've secured Premier League survival. We'll look back at that goal. However, we'll also look back at the Wolves two free kicks which he decided not to ping in. No, <laughs> and I no, but do you remember the one the... from
0: Wolves last season? The oh, absolute yeah. screamer. Yeah. Um, S- and it's almost like we've we've we have addressed this previously, is that it's almost like giving Prousy a penalty when you give him a free kick within 25 yards um, of the goal because he's just so accurate and how he can get the ball up and over a wall and then dipping down to the keeper's bottom corner um, from that distance is, is simply unbelievable. Um, the technique is, is, is crazy uh, of, of how he does that. And maybe that is how Maybe it necessarily won't be or or judging a a greatest free kick taker might not always be on the volume or the amount of free kicks scored, but the importance of those Mm. moments. As you say, like Leo Messi scores winners, you know, I mean, free kicks in the 95th minute would Prousey score a winner in the 95th minute. Um, Would he be able to handle that kind of pressure? Maybe, maybe not. I think that when you judge the Premier League being arguably the best league in the world um, and the most competitive, the hardest And I do get that a free kick is a dead ball situation. It's not like you're, you know, you're getting, you know, you're Harland and you're scoring 25 goals in 25 appearances and and kind of that's different because you're scoring from open play. But I still think we need to judge the Premier League on its merit of being the elite competition. And if Prowsey becomes the all-time record holder for free kicks scored in the most elite competition in club football, surely, surely then that makes him... The best free kick taker ever.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's what I was um incoherently saying. The importance of his goals will make him stand out. Messi scored hundreds of goals for Barca and a few for PSG now, so actually, it, it takes it diminishes how important those goals were because you're like, oh well, he always scores those. But is single-handedly keeping Southampton up, top goal scorer last year, his free kicks are. Just insane. and the, the the different levels of, of the goals that he scores um, in terms of are they bottom corner the whip on them are they top bins like you could say Kevin you know Kieran Trippier is mm-hmm. is amazing at free kicks he scored some brilliant goals but he hasn't got the versatility or the variety in the, that that has um, here I we go the... here's, here's a stat for you yeah
0: in La Liga now and obviously Messi is at PSG and he's probably scored a couple of free kicks there couldn't be bothered to look at the French. Uh, top scorers um, from free kicks because he's only been there a season or two, but in La Liga, Messi scored 21 direct free kicks. 21. Wow! Right yeah. during his whole time at Barcelona, a so lo- long period of time. Yeah, not as good as as many people thought, considering he was at Barcelona forever until what the age of 33, 34. I mean, Beckham went to Real Madrid at 27. And people are forgetting that as well. So Beckham scored all of his 18 for Manchester United between 1992, 93, um, and uh, and and when he left in 2003. Right? Messi had a much longer period of time. So if Messi scored 21 for Barca in La Liga, and Prowse is on 17 for Southampton in the Premier League at the age of 27,
1: 28.
0: Mm. If let's just say he surpasses Beck's 18, and before he leaves Southampton or at least if he stays in the Premier League he gets to 22 direct free kicks scored
1: would you then say that it's prousy not Messi? well I think when you you tell me that stat I changed my mind um I can now I can now walk into conversations literally just even people are talking that i don 't even know and I just step over and go sorry I hear you were talking about free kicks there uh, let me just stop you jWP is the best free kick taker ever and I'll show you why that that with that little nugget now steve i feel very confident yeah jwp best free kick taker the importance of the goals and the sheer number that he's got and potential to go on yeah well we've just answered it mate
0: right tom we've talked about the old guard a little bit as such although 28 being an old guard is is quite uh, depressing um Let's talk about some of the youngsters coming through at the Saints. We found out this week that Tyler Dibbling has signed his first professional contract at Southampton. 17 years old, is back after leaving to go to Chelsea, realised the grass was not necessarily greener, came back on reduced terms, is turning out uh, for our under-23s, for our B team, sorry, um, every every week and, and looking great. This is a player, after losing Jimmy J Morgan, that we simply couldn't lose for the future. He looks like a really exciting talent.
1: Yeah, he is. Um I forget what you were telling me about Graham Potter saying about uh after the uh the Saints game. I feel like Tyler Dibling's made the right choice. <laughs> he saw well, Graham Potter was coming and went, mm, "Not for me." Uh and I'm making this up. I know this isn't factual. You know I'm joking here, but the fact he is signed for Southampton looks very happy. Uh brilliant. Jimmy J. Morgan has had to go. He wants to go and further his career. He was at Chelsea to begin with. Going back there, all the best for him. But I still think there's enough talent coming through. Don Ballard, I know I keep mentioning his name on this podcast.
0: When will he get a game in the Premier League? When?
1: Well, this is it. Um, Ruben would have seen him up close. And we were talking about free kicks. Kamari Doyle can score left foot and right foot. Free kicks. Learn off JWP. The futures. The futures looking good. It's looking bright. I wouldn't worry about the players that think that the grass is green and will leave because Tyler Diblin is an example of someone going. Hey, actually, that wasn't for me. I've got a chance here at Southampton.
0: Yeah, during our time off of the airways, Tom, I did go and stand in for the one and only John Weeks as uh, the B teams announcer. In fact, it was the Under 18s announcer um, for their FA Youth Cup trophy against um, Fulham. At St Mary's a couple of weeks back, and two of those players were in the starting lineup: Don Ballard and Tyler Dibbling. Don Ballard grabbed two goals, looked very good, um, and Tyler Dibbling. I didn't. I thought he was more of a wide player previously, but he's very central as an attacking mm. midfielder, and, and and almost supports the striker, and, and very direct. Um, a great runner with the ball. Bit actually a bit bigger and stronger than I, than 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 I thought he would be. Um, and do you know what? Like for seventeen. Clearly has a, an abundance of talent. I'm glad that he signed this pro contract. And what I'd like to see a bit more of is these young players actually coming through the academy into the first team, not necessarily uh being bought off of other academies, we've we've obviously seen the likes of uh, Romeo Lavia come from Man City's under twenty threes or B team as an eighteen year old and and look great straight into the first team. Tino Livramento from Chelsea, um, looking looking fantastic as well before his um, his lengthy injury. They're great players, but we've had to pay for them or at least agree mm. certain terms. Um, to have them. Whereas I would like to see more of our own developed products coming through into the team. And I understand you can't just flood them all in, in one go, but there are a couple of standouts. Um, it was Jimmy Jay, people saying he was the best finisher at the club before he left. Tyler Dibbling, clearly very well regarded. And also Don Ballard as well, who I believe is a captain of that, of that youth team as well. So I would just like to see a bit more, uh, hmm. What what would be the word? Like, peppering a peppering of of youth sometimes in certain games just to kind of give them a chance and i know it has been one of those seasons where can you afford that risk can you afford the risk of putting them in
1: maybe not but mm-hmm. maybe you can there's there, it, it's about finding that balance you also um missing out on juan larios who we signed from city mm-hmm. uh, yep. sam Adozzi as well getting that opportunity. Um, Yes, Jimmy J Morgan was supposed to be the, the best finisher at the club. Uh, the best finisher, he's finished his career at the club. So, yeah, he, he's, he's by title <laughs> and definition, he is gone. You're right. Here's an opportunity uh, with the Grimsby game that I know we're going to talk about coming up. Maybe that's a good opportunity. I don't think we want the cup run per se. So give the youngsters an opportunity. All the fringe players that maybe Ruben doesn't see as being his starting 11, give him an opportunity against Grimsby and... and, and say it like a match like show me show me what you got prove to me and I think you will see a a vibrant energetic team that goes out at St Mary's and gets a win Tino Livermento I think you were telling me that other teams are now looking at him and he's not even been playing
0: yeah Arsenal and Man City apparently tracking um, Tino he's been out for quite a while following a a, a quite severe knee injury Um, but he was only eighteen. I think you know that's we've seen how um, how improved Luke Shaw has become, and I know he's a fair bit older. But when he suffered that double leg break back in uh, back when he was twenty, I think it was just the season after he'd signed from Southampton um, for Manchester United. How long it took him to come back, and now he's one of the best left backs in world football, having an absolutely storming few years at Manchester United. Um, Tino, younger than that probably yeah. and i don't think maybe the, the injury was quite as serious so therefore making a, a, a much improved recovery i think he's got almost every attribute to be one of the one of the best uh, fullbacks in the division i think yeah. that he is fast he can control the ball exceptionally well has close control um his physicality he can cross he can score he can head like I genuinely feel he is uh, almost a complete modern day fullback slash wing back he can almost do everything yeah. um and I, I I genuinely feel that I, I love Kyle Walker Peters I think Kyle Walker Peters is an absolutely sensational fullback and I like seeing him play on the right rather than the left but it just shows you how good Tino is that when Tino was fit Kyle was having to go and play on the left even yeah. though he is, he is such a good natural right back um and he, I'm not saying it's going to be an absolute shoe in when he is fit again because Roman Perrault, I think, has grown into that role at left-back this season when he's actually given a run in the team. He can score. You can tell he defends with passion. I think he's quite an underrated full-back Perrault. I actually, I actually think he's, he's a very, very talented player. Um, and obviously Kyle has been so consistent for Southampton over the past um past few seasons so I'm not saying it's a complete shoo-in that Tino will come back straight into the lineup. but if he can recover from this injury and get back to the levels that he was at and kick on from there, Saints really do have a a world beater on their hands I think in Tino 100%
1: and if we could just get Jose Mourinho to to work his magic like he did with Luke Shaw a little bit of body shaming that's maybe the difference for Tino that he needs, just need Jose to call him fat and uh, unfit And that should do the trick. Uh, That's just a little thought from me. Uh, Camp coach Deacon there.
0: So, Tom, we will start to wrap things up by looking ahead to our next game, which is in the FA Cup against Grimsby Town FC. Um, Grimsby are in League Two. They are 17th in League Two. Not high flyers. Um, They come to the South Coast, as I said, on Wednesday evening in the fifth round, I Mm, want to say. Fifth round, yeah. What are your thoughts ahead of that one? Because you said maybe chuck some youth in there. We're not really bothered about a cup run. It's all about Premier League survival. Would you be happy with, uh, with a lesser team out against Grimsby and a loss?
1: Hmm. I wondered if there was more to that question because um, it sounded like there was going to be more to it. Would I be happy with a loss? No, but I would. I would like to see uh, <laughs> the. Do you know what I would like to see? I'd like to see Paul t- uh, Paul get a couple of goals, mm. um, and maybe Che Adams uh, boost his confidence. I'd like to see a younger team go in and prove what we've got in reserve because you know there's what 15 maybe 16 games left of the season we really need to know who we've got to step up in moments and um and and, and get results so yeah Grimsby (coughs) you said the 17th in league two I think that's a a more scary team actually because they've got nothing to play for in that season apart from relegation so a little bit of a cut run is going to give them a boost Um, Sean Scannell is in their team. Uh, people may remember him at Crystal Palace, a very exciting uh, talent. Um, Ireland under, under 21, uh, a, a player uh, of, of caliber. Um, I, th- I think I think there could be a cup upset, but I think we're too strong for them. And I would like to see youngsters in our squad getting an opportunity. Um, and even some of the players that probably aren't gonna be here next season uh, at St. Mary's, um, get an opportunity to 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 put them on the trade you know on the transfer market and just like the shop shop window to like go hey I've got talent I've just smashed a goal against Grimsby uh sign me for next year so yeah I think there's a lot that they could do but I think Ruben will just want to keep that winning mentality going
0: mm. yeah we want we want obviously keep that keep traction in in what's been happening hopefully that's following a win against Leeds this weekend being at St Mary's I think is 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 a touch as well. I think we've had a pretty good um set of draws in the cups as well. The fact that we had Man City at home uh, I think all of our
1: of all of our FA Cup
0: games the 3rd, 4th and 5th round they've all been at home. Yeah. And, and, and in the Premier well. League
1: we are abysmal at St Mary's. Absolutely abysmal. So it's nice to have a winning feeling at St Mary's w- w- when we're in the cup.
0: Yeah. So I think that can that can definitely help. To uh, yeah, I don't think Grimsby will be taken lightly. However, they are three leagues below Southampton. Um, not pulling up any trees, as I said in that particular division, it would be a huge upset. I believe they're the lowest-ranked team left in the competition. I could be wrong, but I think they are. Um, and look, it would what, it would be a huge upset if 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 they beat Southampton. I I, I can't see it happening personally. No.
1: No, um, they've done very well to get promoted last year. Uh, and and I, I've got extensive knowledge of them back in FIFA 2020. I took them on as a career mode. I don't want to go on about it, but we did get to the Premier League. Let, listen, I don't know why you brought it up, Steve. Uh, let it go. I just liked Grimsby. Do you know what I mean? They just Have seem you been like to Grimsby? one of those teams... You know, and I got them to the Premier League again. It's not about me. This podcast isn't about me. It's about Southampton. T- Tom, you, should, can manage, you can manage. You can manage Grimsby
0: from your your sofa. Have you been there? Have you been to
1: Grimsby? <clears throat> no, I've got no desire to go to Grimsby. <laughs> If anything, Southampton fans should be very lucky that you do not have to go up to a Grimsby area. Um, look, take nothing away from them. It'll be a great day out for them, but we should absolutely batter them. And if we don't, I will I will storm the pitch. You've heard it here first. If we do not win, Steve, I'm going to ruin all possible future workings at Southampton Football Club. I'm going along to the game. I will. I will get on the pitch. I will run up and... I don't know I've got a feeling that
0: is utter bullshit
1: mate Th- nah, that is do you the, know what that
0: is the biggest load of crap that you've ever don't 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 prophesy something or, or exclaim that you're gonna you're gonna do something when we all know you're chatting shit
1: mate because I'm that confident that we're gonna get a win but if we don't I don't know what I could rip up I don't have a season ticket mm. I will take on my HMRC uh, latest bill <laughs> 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 for not paying things on time and I'll run up and I'll just rip it up and people are like, What's what's the meaning behind this? And I was just like, I just just did a dare on my podcast.
0: <laughs> well Tom Tom, we need to go viral in in some form, don't we? I yeah. think this could be your opportunity to take one for for the team. And by I'm team like, I mean I mean just the two of us.
1: Yeah, my um, career needs a absolute rocket up its arse. So so I think what should I go on with? Maybe a picture of Nathan Jones and just like bring him back <laughs> maybe <laughs> With a big love heart drawn yeah. around. To I them. love Nathan! I love Nathan! Just running about after one loss against Grimsby. Um, I don't know if that will get me any... Fa- will I still be able to host the Saints Foundation charity dinner? Mm, I've got a feeling no.
0: I'm I'm pretty sure if you pitch invade or do anything of that sort, you probably will cut all ties for any future work. Um, Probably will receive a banning order as well, which means you won't be able to go to games for a considerable period of time
1: in the credit crunch mate better save a bit of cash
0: um um yeah i I I would say for you personally i would advise against it um (sighs) it would it would be great to have the have the social media (laughs) traction
1: look simon brodkin hasn't done badly out of it has he you know he also doesn't work for southampton that is true. Or for maybe FIFA. Could, or maybe, for Theresa May. Maybe I could relocate to Grimsby and work for Grimsby, and they're just like this. This guy, he's legendary. He's stormed the pitch. Totally unnecessary, um, just because he said so on a podcast. And um, he's one of us now. I could be, you know, adopted by Grimsby. Mate, look, I'm just confident we're going to get the win. And if we don't, I may contemplate throwing my shoe on the pitch. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, anything you can do from the stand, even if you just lift up your shirt that just has, like, I love Nathan on it, or something like that, or something etched in uh, in uh, Sharpie onto your skin, and then as soon as the steward looks, just put it back down again.
1: Yeah, I love the idea in my head that I write I love, and then I put than, and people are like, why than? I'm like, well, I thought Nathan was going to be backwards. I just... <laughs> I'm excited, mate. I'm very... It, well, it wouldn't be, Nate. Would, yeah, it would be. That Han, Hatan. The point it, is, Steve, it it's gone matter. mad. This this yeah. podcast has gone mad. I'm well, so I, confident.
0: I will be there on the night as well uh, at St. Mary's on Wednesday um, hosting uh, some pitch side stuff. So I'm going to see you, Tom. We'll share a cup of Bovril. Um oh, I love Bovril. I'll meet you. Uh, you know what? I'll come and see you after the, after full time.
1: Yeah. Win, win, lose or draw. You've got to get on the pitch as well, though, but you'll be allowed because you've got a pass. <laughs> Here's the idea. I run on and you tackle me to the ground and you will become a Southampton legend by that, like a security. Don't but worry, stewards. Mean... I've got this one. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. That
0: would be hilarious if that was actually filmed and we could get that. I do feel that like you would be taking an absolute bullet in terms of uh, your future prospects. So let's put a pin in it, Tom. We'll discuss it off air. I feel okay. that maybe there's uh, we have to flesh out this idea. I also have to say, as an employee of Southampton Football Club, and if anyone is listening to this podcast before that game against Grimsby, I do not condone anything that Tom is planning to do on the day, whether that be a silent protest, lifting his shirt with Van written on it, or indeed running onto the pitch. Um, I have to clarify that. I don't want to get sacked.
1: No, no one does. And Steve, I, I take all of this back. Everyone listening, I'm not going to do any of that. I I might be thinking about it in my head and how funny it would be. But look, don't get on the pitch. We've got fantastic groundsmen who do a brilliant job. Sorry, grounds them that do a brilliant job. (laughs) And don't you dare touch that. We need that soil and grass to be its top optimum level for JWP to break Beckham's record. Don't you dare get on that pitch.
0: Yep, I feel like the last seven minutes have been an utter waste of time. So we'll uh, we're gonna we're gonna stop it here now, folks. Um, Tom, a pleasure as okay. always. Um, genuinely enjoy our time together. Um, that's it for another. We march on with Steve and Tom. Do make sure if you are listening via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever that you get your podcast from, that you give us a little five stars and a review. It helps, you know. Some people see us. Um tell tell your friends tell your um your parent tell your nan um i'm sure she would love to listen as well um follow us at we march on pod across all the social media channels and if you do just want to send us any hate mail you can do it's we march on pod at
1: gmail.com but until the next time tom yep yeah, saved yourself seven minutes of talking about grimsby that would have been even worse guff um saints brass play us out